It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Welcome in. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck Haynes in the studio tonight. John Tabor tickling the soundboard. And BC at the beach. But before you change what? the channel, he's on the phone the whole show. BC. What's happening, partner? Where you at? No, just hanging out here in Orange Beach, Alabama, of course. Like we mentioned in the open, uh, get us on the text line, 888-993-7762. Catch us on our Facebook page as well, Sports Talk 977. But, Beck Haynes, I must tell you, the dogs are in the win column. Yeah, barely. We're going to talk about it tonight. Ben, there's really two schools of thoughts here. There's the people that are excited we got a W. And then there's the folks like myself who are slightly frustrated. Ben, where do you land? Just give me a synopsis. Beck, you, you know, we were on the show last I know. Yeah, we talked with Ross Jenkins, special teams coach at Southeastern, former Louisiana Tech quarterback. We talked all week long. Cole Kelly, the big signal caller, six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds. I believe he'd won the Walter Payton Award for his performance in the spring season. I'm going to be honest with you right out of the shoot, Beck Haynes. He was at a, as advertised oh. Saturday night. There's no denying that. First of all, he's an absolute giant. Big presence on the field. And, Ben, I, he he rarely, if ever, missed a throw. Now, I'm not saying they were the – there were some NFL throws <laughs> in there. I mean, there was some sideline stuff. That's a tough throw. But he it just the timing. I was so shocked by the timing yeah, of everything, which, which was what made those – you know, I felt like we got, we'll talk about it, we got beaten the flats all night, but part of the reason was the timing was impeccable. So, hats off to Cole Kelly. I'll give him that. I'll hey, give him that. Hey, I, I got to ask you, I know you loved when Southeastern, the Lions, Frank Selfo, former Tech offensive coordinator, now head coach, how about when he lined Cole Kelly up in that Tebow formation and just went QB power downhill, we're coming at you on third three. I'm not sure you and I can top it stop a 260-pounder in the run game, but the Bulldogs could not as well. I mean, I can't imagine as a defensive coordinator, you, you practice for all these things you want to be able to combat and stand up against, but, I mean, how often do we face the QB power right up the gut? And uh, it showed that we don't face it often, BC. It worked just about every time, as you saw. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I think, you know, like we said, we'll get into it more in the next segment about some of the positives, some of the negatives. I think most importantly, and, you know, we discussed last week after the loss to Mississippi State 35-34 about this Tech team. And, listen, let's get into it a little bit right now. You know, we've seen a lot of positives through through the first couple weeks. We've seen a lot of negatives as well. I think the big negative, obviously, is the secondary and some of the yardage that they've given up. But, Beck, if I asked you at the beginning of the season and said, hey, listen, after two weeks, Louisiana Tech's going to be one and one, I think your answer would be, oh, yeah, no doubt, I agree with you. 
I know, but I I I, I agree, and I may, maybe it's just the way that the first game went down oh, that changed that. There's but no doubt. but and you know I heard we, Skipper gave us gave us the coaching lines. You know, in every interview he's done this week of, you know, hey if if uh you know if I could if I could win every game six to zero, I'd take it and go ten eleven and one at the end of the season. Whatever. Oh, yeah. that fires you. Yeah. Up. Oh, that it just ticks up. me off. I mean, I get it, but that's what you say when you barely won one. You know, that's what you yeah, say. I agree. But I just. Ben, I, I was thinking back to the, you know, this is a familiar feeling. You know, in 2000, I guess it was 2019 with Grambling when Tech won 20 to 14. Yep. I remember leaving being like, ugh. I mean, granted, half the people in the Joe got to get airlifted because it was so freaking hot. But it was a little toasty. And then last year against UTEP, Ben, do you remember a little 21 17 victory that was a little too close for comfort? Le- Little ben, closer than a, the experts might have thought. It's an annual skip special, Ben. Just playing, playing down to your competition. Shoot, every time we play an SEC team, we about play up to them. I just, I just get tired of that narrative. I mean, I know Skip was frustrated. He was, he was, you know, candid about that as far as defense. He said he was real disappointed in that play. But I guess what was so frustrating to me, I don't feel like Southeastern had to make that many adjustments because Tech never made any adjustments on defense, from my eye. I mean, maybe you can prove me wrong, but it was getting beat by the same thing all night long, which I don't really feel like Tech is lacking the talent to cover it. That's one thing if it's like, oh, they're just better. But No, I I agree with you, and I think that's a big part of my frustration as well. You know, And and like you said in the open, I I think Cole Kelly made a number of NFL-type throws from the quarterback position. I don't think anybody would deny He's that. He's going to play on Sunday was, or get a chance to, don't you think? Yeah, oh, it, without a doubt. I mean, you throw, you go 44-59 for 495 yards, three touchdowns, and two, inter, two interceptions against this Bulldog defense? You're dang right you are, back Going like to I the league. <laughs> the problem that I had is like you. I don't know, and listen, we're not going to sit there and say, hey, we've watched 60 minutes of film and here's what we've figured out. But the bottom line is that it felt like to me that pre-snap, post-snap, whatever snap you want to call it, it was pretty simple what their game plan was. They were going to run a bunch of, bunch of out routes with the receivers, and then with the running back, they are going to put them in motion over and over and over again, and they were going to force Grubbs and Baldwin and Carabin and some of those guys to make plays sideline to sideline and the bottom line is Tech's defense could not do it, and that was a little bit of my frustration because, as like you said, as much talent that it seems that this defense has, the bottom line is they could not make the adjustment to slow down and take away what I felt like were some of these easier throws. Exactly, and it was just chipping chipping away all night long, which makes it an increasingly frustrating game to watch. Like just just their play style when you're losing and they're gaining you know seven eight yards a pop every like. That makes for a really long game when they put up 42 points. Ben, I just, I just get, I get, I'm like on the other side of that. Like I left the game pretty frustrated, and I do think, you know, it being an FCS school, we saw several FCS upsets this weekend, so that's not even the point. I, six, I get, six, six FCS upsets. Yeah. So that's that's a lot. I mean, the transfer portal kind of evens everybody out. I get it, but it does. But I just, I feel like that's a bit of a cop out. Like I just want Skip to come in for I one agree. minute and be like. Hey, offense did what I thought they were going to do. Defense sucked. I mean, sucked. Well, and no, just listen, be like, listen. it's a little bit embarrassing. No, I, I agree with that. And he said that today in his press conference. I thought that was a big takeaway. And you know how I am with some of these post-game press conferences. Oh, it's a bunch of lip service, BC. It, it is. It is. And I thought he made a good point today when he discussed the play of the defense. And he said, you know, 
we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel at this point, but we're also not hiding from the fact that we made numerous errors on Saturday and kind of when the ball started rolling down the hill, so to speak, they could never get it back on track. And I think that, you know, we talked to Deshaun Hall, the defensive end out of Gonzales, Louisiana East Ascension High School in his third year at Louisiana Tech, and he said, listen, yes, we made some big plays late in the game to win the football game, but at the same time, we have to give our offense a lot of credit for what they did, not only on the field, but he said, you know, on the sidelines, like, hey, guys, you got this. You know, if you don't get it, if you allow a score, we're going to come back and put some more points on the board. And so I think you can see some of the team camaraderie aspect. But going back to Skip, I thought the important thing that he said is whether it's the players or the coaches, they're pretty dissatisfied. He used the word embarrassed as well Good. as far as how he's feeling. And I think this defense understands that while you are playing two good opponents, you also didn't perform up to your capability. Right, exactly. I mean, and you and you can you can excuse the Mississippi State because they're SEC school, yeah. but I mean, we were up thirty-one fourteen in the third, late for, third, early fourth quarter, Ben. I mean, that's two pretty like disappointing end of the games, I guess, for the defense. And now I know we were able to get the W on Saturday, but. Yeah, it just they it just left a ton to be desired, and I and you know th- that comment about they got the ball rolling downhill and they couldn't really stop it. That's alarming to me because come conference play, that's going to be tough, you know. And and well, you know, I'm sure Southeastern's playing with a little bit of have nothing to lose. Hey, we haven't been home in two weeks. Like the brotherhood's got to be at an all time high. We've we've gone through this tragedy. And we're going in. We got nothing to lose. Let's just ball out. You know, that's that's definitely part of it. But I just man, I don't. They, I just was hoping for a little bit better performance. Just all around from the team. I mean, we can, and we're going to break it down a little further later on in the show. But you know that that definitely hits the highlights of all that. I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear that Skip used the word embarrassed because that's definitely how I felt. But I just you jack know, you up. Yeah, huh? I just, yeah, I just feel like I just I hate that lip service. But I, I realize you got to do it. Not everybody can be the, the Kiffins and the Mike Leeches out there that just say whatever's on their mind and get away with it. But I don't know. I'll get over it. I- You're right. We're one and one. Thought we would be. It's just like a frustrating way to be one and one. Does that make sense? Yeah, and listen, I think too, and you know, you go back to it, and like you said, like it's not always the most pleasing things to hear when you hear a coach speak with the media, and we talk. Uh, I think the popular talking point is when a coach says that we're competing. Like nobody wants to hear that you compete. Oh, you better they be will. competing. I mean, when I asked Ross Jenkins, does, "Are your guys a little more jacked up because this is your alma exactly. mater?" He said, "Uh, they're jacked up every week." Okay, you're right. You got me. All right, you got me. That makes sense. You wanted to be jacked up. But but I do think, uh, and going back to that, it's a great example. I think you go back to, and I think there's a different level of jacked up versus. Take, for example, the first two weeks, Mississippi State versus Southeastern Louisiana. If you're Louisiana Tech and you're a player, you're one of the 85 players on scholarship, what's the one you're circling? You're circling the Mississippi State game as far as I'm amped up. I want to win this football game. I want to run through a brick wall, blah, blah, blah. And I know the easy thing is as a fan to say, oh, well, that ball's on hold, blah, blah, blah. He didn't have a ready to play. I get that. That's his job. But at the same time, like, these are 18- to 22-year-old kids. USC was a 14-point favorite at home, and Stanford had them down 42-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter. You don't know what you're getting every week. You just don't. I know. You're right. You're absolutely right, BC. You never know what's going to show up. Am I ever wrong? Am no, I ever wrong? I don't know. I have to go back and look. I have some notes. 
Ben, tell me who we got on the show. We got a good guest. We got a guest we're excited about, right? Yeah? Massive, 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 perhaps <laughs> my most favorite guest we've had of all time, former Louisiana Tech quarterback, current SMU quality control analyst, Colby Cameron, the California native, will join us at 7 p.m. Beck Haynes will be honest with you. Pretty pumped up to talk with Kobe Cam. Yeah, we uh we personally know Kobe Cam from college, but he also uh, was at the helm, the old QB's position during one of our favorite tech football teams, the 2012 Bulldogs. A lot of good memories. Glad to have him on the show. I don't know if you were listening Thanks. to the end of uh, Sean's show, but he uh, made some comment about how he didn't think that uh, Sonny Dykes would get on because he hadn't heard back from the secondary, and at the last second of the show, they confirmed. So he's got Sonny Dykes on tomorrow at 4. Uh, I know, a little spicy, a little spicy. I like it too, but we're excited to talk to Colby Cam. That'll be at the 7 o'clock hour, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, 7 o'clock. Got to tell you this. So Kyle Maxwell, check receiver, throws a 33-yard touchdown on Saturday. Obviously, trick play, you remember it, right? The ugliest thing I've ever seen, but my gosh, what a catch. What Ugliest a thing, catch. But it, it was also very pretty. All right, next thing. Last, prior to Kyle Maxwell on Saturday, who was the last Louisiana Tech non-quarterback to throw a touchdown in a game? David Grew. Dirty Dave. Oh, You've been reading the game notes. No, I swear on our friendship, I have not. What a guess. I just had a feeling he would throw it to Colby. He could throw it to Colby. Dirty David. Don't know who he threw it to. Let okay. me pull it up right here. Actually saw that on the Louisiana Tech game note. Uh, doesn't say who Dirty Dave threw it to. But Dirty David Grew, also a California native, like Colby Cameron, also on the SMU staff. He's the receivers coach in Dallas. Tell Colby to put it on speakerphone. I'd love to have him. Yeah, we might <laughs> just throw it on the speakerphone. Just throw him on the speakerphone. Night might need to hear from Dirty Day, but uh, like we mentioned, uh, Colby Cameron coming up at 7 p.m. help us preview SMU. Uh, also, one quick note, uh, B.J. Williamson was named not only the Conference USA Player of the Week, was also named Louisiana Sports Writers Player of the Week as well. He had two interceptions uh, and one pick six, was that right? Yeah, correct. I think he also had that forced fumble late in the game as well uh, that allowed Louisiana Tech to steal that one, but uh, B.J. Williams had a phenomenal year back in 2020 as a redshirt sophomore, first-team all-conference USA, off to another strong start here in 2021. Uh, love what the Dallas native is doing. Great honor for him. And listen, let's be honest, B.J. Williamson, going to need another big performance against a talented SMU squad this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to getting into breaking down that game. It's going to be a doozy. Ben, let me ask you this. Uh, in reference to Colby Cam and David Grew, who obviously played for Sonny Dykes. Is that pretty typical for coaches to eventually hire yeah, their favorite players? I feel like it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, favorite player? Oh. I don't know if it's your favorite I mean, player. you're telling me you got that team and Colby <laughs> Cam and David Grew aren't your favorite players? Come on. Come on. Yeah. No, I agree, I agree with you a little bit. But, no, I think it is probably naturally. Uh, you talk about Colby Cameron as a quality control analyst. I think David Grew's probably moved up a little quicker. He's also been in the profession a little bit longer than Colby has. We'll ask Colby about his professional experience in Japan. Pretty interesting aspect uh, of Kobe's, uh, I guess you'd say, pro football career. But, got to say, yeah, I think it's pretty pretty normal. I mean, you look at Louisiana Tech staff, got Paul Turner, former Bulldog receiver, got Teddy Veal, former Bulldog receiver on the staff. So, 
uh, yeah, I think it's pretty normal to see some former uh, players that played under you as a coach. I'm not going to say as a full-time one of the ten assistants, but I will say you kind of help them get their start in the collegiate coaching world, and they kind of move up from there. But let's go ahead, uh, take our first time out of the night. When we come back, uh, we'll continue uh, recapping Louisiana Tech's 45-42 victory over southeastern Louisiana. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Dog 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, DQ fans, the chocolate and peanut butter in your favorite Reese's candies take it to a whole new level in one extremely tasty treat. The Reese's Extreme Blizzard is back, and it's packing in all the flavor. With Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Reese's Pieces, chocolatey topping, and extra peanut butter, all mixed with our world-famous soft serve, each spoonful's chock full of chocolatey peanut butter deliciousness. So Reese's lovers, take your taste buds to a whole new level and grab the Reese's Extreme Blizzard treat today, only at DQ. Happy Tastes good. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. That moment, we arrived in the scene. The storm had nearly destroyed the area. This was our own community. Friends, family, people we grew up with, went to school with. We were there to help. Several of us were working to rescue a family. They made it down to the storm cellar, but the house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had chainsaws going, and we had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Right here, close to home, in my state. It was one of those life-changing moments where I realized I am making a difference in these people's lives and mine. I'm a citizen soldier in the National Guard. You can serve part-time and be there the moment your community needs you. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Beck Haynes, BC, John Tabor, talking a little Bulldog football. Ben, we got a text on the text line from FS. SMU sounds like Bulldog West with all the former tech guys on staff. The The Fairway Cards text line popping tonight. FS, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That, 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 yeah, good point. Yeah, it's not bad. Hey, 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 listen about this. I, I know one of your favorite Bulldogs formerly. Remember Miles White? Oh, do I? Played for Sonny Dykes, Tony Franklin. He's actually a receivers coach at SFA. So, uh, a number of former Bulldogs on that. Uh, t- a number of former Bulldogs now uh, coaching in the collegiate ranks. Right. Uh, like we said, hey, Colby. want to win the football game on Saturday, but want to see Colby Campbell. 
well. Yeah, well, you know, Colby Cam probably made a lot of guys rich. You know, maybe got him a little start in the coaching career because uh, he could make anybody look good out there. I think Miles White went on to play for the Green Bay Packers for a little while. Is that right? Yep, did did play a little bit for the yep. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. So, all right, we got to talk just a few minutes about Louisiana Tech Southeastern. Of course, Tech wins forty five forty two. Then I'm going to hijack this segment, if you don't mind. Uh, I just but, was waiting for it. I was waiting for uh, it. Let, let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you two or three things that impressed me, a couple things that kind of depressed me, then we'll get your thoughts. Okay. So, op- offensively, biggest thing for me, I thought Austin Kendall was pretty consistent. Uh, I think he's going to continue getting better and better within the offense. I thought the one big concern, throwing the double coverage on the fade route right there before the half, yeah. had a chance. Hated that uh, throw. A, yeah, I believe he had a chance to go up 10 right there uh, before that, 31-21, makes a bad throw. Uh, ultimately, he's got to continue to get more comfortable in the offense. Now, let me, let me comment on that before, okay, you, before ahead, you move go on. Ahead, go ahead. I heard a lot of tech, tech fan chatter talking about how that was a horrible play call. Now, usually I would agree. Uh, Listen, I would agree usually, but that ball is a ball that, number one, is – you throw that ball to only be caught by our guy or out of the back yep. of the end zone, and, and Kendall messed that I think, up. I think, too, there's also double coverage. I don't think you're going to convince me that there were no other options on the play. Like I said, I haven't watched the film, but I, I think there was, has to have been. Might have been predetermined. He might have been yeah, predetermined. He, he could have predetermined before the snap that he was going to throw the football to Ivan Thomas, who obviously is a big six foot four, 225-pound tight end. Uh, out of the JUCO ranks, and listen, it was a mistake. But moving on, I thought Marcus Williams was really good at running back. I think he had 99 yards, also had a catch for seven yards. Uh, but the big thing for me at receiver, obviously, your boy Isaiah Graham was out. I thought it was really impressive with how Trey Harris, the freshman receiver from St. Thomas More, stepped up. Four catches, 72 yards, one touchdown. I've drooled about the kid all spring. He backed me up this fall with that performance Saturday night. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Glad to see the next guy step up. Do you want me to go ahead and say my comment about Isaiah Graham, or do you want me to wait? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's okay. hear it. I know you got to doubt up. You know, I already I expressed some frustration last week about being carted off the field with only a high ankle sprain. Ben, call me harsh. Uh, I never want to see anybody get hurt. Uh, didn't love the cart. Uh, you know, I say that. I, I saw Isaiah Graham walking around on the sideline, no boot, looking like he's about ready to go to too high for a little afternoon of fun. Ben, what well, do you Chris, think he comes back? Right. When do you think he comes back, and what do you think about the cart uh, for a high ankle sprain? <laughs> Listen, I, I think there's a chance he's back possibly this week. If, if not Two this weeks. week, for sure, hey, for sure against North Texas. Let me tell you something about the cart. It's it's for uh, transportation from field to ambulance. That is it, Ben. Otherwise, me, get your boy. Isaiah Graham maybe weighs 140 pounds soaking wet. Get one of those big guys to pick you up and carry you to the sideline. Yeah. But as I as I was as I was thinking about this on Sunday, I saw two <laughs> or three different guys in the NFL get carted off, and then come to find out it's only a high ankle sprain. Ben, is it this generation? Are we becoming <laughs> soft? What I mean, what yeah, is it? Taves, take control of this game. Take the Mountain Dew from it. Get no, you jacked no. up. But listen. Oh, that, oh that's my Mountain Dew. <laughs> Taves, do you agree with me? I mean, that's a little, I mean, it just seems a little crazy. I mean, maybe you want that Maybe you want that picture for your Facebook, you on the cart, throwing up the deuces, let the crowd know you're all right. I don't know what it is. 
I don't love to oh, see the card. Facebook profile pic. Yeah. I like it. I don't know what the kids are into nowadays. Anyways, I do hope Isaiah Graham comes back sooner rather than later. Next time, though, I want to see him get carried off rather than carted off. But continue. Quickly. Defensively, listen, there were some positives. Ben Bell had a sack. Levi Bell had a sack. B.J. Williamson had two INTs. Uh, let's be honest. As a whole, the unit's got to be better. You can't give up 42 points to Southeastern at home, uh, potentially lose that football game. I know they got the big stop late, forced the Cole Kelly fumble. Ultimately, you're able to take the knee. In the victory formation, everybody's happy. Bottom line, if this team wants to achieve what they want to achieve before they set out in the 2021 season, this defense must get better. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Like we talked about earlier, uh, you can say they got gassed first game of the season, SEC, whatever. Yeah. Don't love that they blew that game. Let's be honest. Said in the first segment, felt like there was a lot to be desired. Uh, there's a couple plays. We can talk about it. Um, oh, we talked about pu- uh, oh, kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. S- special teams, Ben. Just extremely, extremely sloppy. Now, at the end of the game. A punt in the end zone. Oh, at the, well, can we just jump right to that fake punt, or do you want me to wait? Let's go to oh, the okay. So we go to the six minutes left in the game. I don't know. Southeastern's down by what? Three? Whatever. And it's fourth down. Ten. And they line up ten. They line up for a punt, which I'm not a huge football strategist, BC, but I tell you, there's a 0% chance they're actually sending that ball down the field off the foot of the punter. I stand up. I'm in section E, pretty close to Skip, right above him. Oh, big, big section E yeah, guy. Yeah, I just I like yell it. out, hey, Skipper, that's a fake. It's coming, you know? And so you're like, it's fine, it's fine, we're in punt safe. Well, punt safe only works if the four guys watching the punter go for the punter. If they turn around and run the other direction, it's no longer punt safe, Ben. It's not punt safe anymore. Now it becomes punt return I mean, they didn't have any trouble getting that first down. I, you could say the right play was called, but the execution was far from there. Am I right? Be, be real honest with you for a sec. Austin Dunlap with a pretty 15-yard run as the Southeastern punter. But, no, I, I totally agree. Get out of here. Uh, you can't get caught in that situation. Fourth and, I believe, 13 or 14 it's obvious that a punt. Listen, I'm not going to say a hundred percent chance they're faking. I'll say a hundred percent. You got to know there's a chance that's on the table. Ben, here's uh, here's my issue. Here's my time. issue. In that situation, the worst possible thing that could happen besides them getting a first down or touchdown, whatever, is the ball being downed on the one yard line and Tech have a 99 yards to go. Okay, let it freaking happen. They hadn't stopped us yeah, all night. I agree. So why wouldn't you just jog out your regular defense with the prevent or whatever and just play regular defense? Just stop I agree. them. I, listen, I've never seen you so frustrated oh, in your life. And it's not – and it might be – you know, it might be certain people taking certain lines to cover that that made that sting extra hard. I don't know, Ben. Yeah. Just, I wouldn't be no, don't, don't rat me out. But I just – that just felt like another thing that's like, man, now about – Four out of ten times special team goes out there, like something bad happens, you know? And it's just not real good odds. So I'm definitely looking for that to be cleaned up. Do you agree? No, I agree. And I think special teams as a whole has been 
a little bit frustrating to this point. I think a little bit. That's really that's some that's some coaching lip service right there. No, I, I think that you've done some good things special teams wise. I think I yeah, we made some thirty yard field goals. Say it with your chest, BC. You got problems. You got problems with no, it. no. Listen, Beck. It's a little uneven. It's not black or white like you want to say it is. Like I'm sorry that you're wrong in this situation, but listen to me for just a second. I think that you had some decent punt returns against Mississippi State. Um, outside of the missed field goal, shank punt, plus bigger. Okay, bad day special teams was at Mississippi State. But listen, yesterday or the other day, Saturday, Joy Stadium, 15,358 folks in the stands. You down two punts inside the 10. You also have great kickoff coverage. I don't think they returned a kickoff past the 18 yard line. You have to be happy with that. But on the opposite side, no, I'm with you. If you can't cover a punt safe, if if little chicken nugget Smoke Harris is running back into the end zone trying to catch a punt, like what are you doing? Like oh, you can't have gosh. brain farts in big situations if you want to win a conference championship. That's my biggest issue. I'm fine. I understand. 18 to 22 year old kids make mistakes. But bottom line is this: if you want to win a conference championship, it can't happen in the biggest moments of the game. It absolutely can't, Beck Hayes. Do you understand me? I, t- I totally forgot about the smoke one. I have. I mean, I got zero grace for that. You can say they make mistakes all day long. I've seen smoke practice. That guy's got, got more boy. swagger and more. I don't even know confidence about him that he don't. I don't even think he thinks he needs to practice. And then he goes, what has he been here, four, five, six years, whatever it is, and he goes and catches the ball on the two-yard line and runs it back in the end zone? Like, what are you doing, Ben? It can't happen in that situation. That's my biggest issue. I can call it a coach issue. I can call it a player issue. I can call it a discipline issue. I can call it a tech issue. I can call it a tech athletics issue as a whole. I don't care. But if you want to win a conference championship – and I think you and I would both agree that this team is talented enough to win a conference championship. That can't happen when the game is on the line. I it agree. I agree completely. 100%. 100%. You're right. I mean, this is a team that, man, we didn't really know what we had with Austin Kendall, but we've seen him for two games. I feel pretty good about him. we got a running back room I that really good. Yep. I give it to one of the four of them. I don't care. They're all good. I just – we've – I'm concerned about our defense. To wrap it up, that's I where am. I am. Special teams, yep. sloppy. I guess I'm glad you got got out some of the kinks in a win. Uh, don't love that we blew it at Mississippi State. But we're getting close to being – got one more game, then we got conference play. Is that right? I, I don't remember the schedule. Yeah, yeah, one more game before Georgia. I will tell you this, though. Love me some Levi and Ben Bell. Oh, Dead last week. Last week they need an NIL bill. I was just going to say that we got to get them on the radio. We got to get them on speakerphone together because they have become crowd favorites. Uh, the intensity that all old belt, but both of them play with. You were telling me a story. I don't even know if you can say this. I'm gonna put you on the spot. You were telling me a story about what they were saying. Uh, I don't know if it was spring train or fall camp or whatever about having two days and most of the guys go home and take a nap and they come back <laughs> up there and and Levi, Levi Bell is just sitting in the weight room, just grinding, baby, just freaking yeah, hey, dripping sweat because he's grinding. We ain't got nothing to do, just go work out, right? That, isn't that what we do? Yeah, that's what you and I do for sure, 100%. So, I mean, what, th- those guys have become crowd favorites. They play their butts off, uh, love what they're doing. I mean, th- they're not huge, Ben. They're not big guys. They're small. They're the biggest guys in the world. They get under the shoulder pads and they make moves. Let's go. Only, Hey, only combined for three sacks on Saturday. Oh. Hey, man, all right. Well, hey, if we can't give them an NIL deal – 
Can we just invite them over for pizza? Wait, will they even eat pizza? I don't know. Probably not. Probably chicken know. and quinoa, Ben. You're a big quinoa guy. All right, anyway, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back for the break. Got a little barbershop talk. No. BC is going to open up a little bit. And let me tell you something. This is Beck's time to shine. <laughs> he's got some things to get off his chest. And he's going to let it rip. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Be right back after this. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the courtesy automotive family of Ruston. You'll find eight of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, on the South Service Road, exit 86. Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram on the North Service Road, exit 86. Both sides of I-20, two pre-owned lots. Qualified service department you can rely on. Shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com. The courtesy automotive family in Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family... Thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at LN. Dot bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show presented by the University Inc. Tattoo. This is Mark Kramer. Join me and Terry Waldrop as we break down what happened in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind presented by the University Inc. Tattoo on your home for sports in North Louisiana 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Beck Haynes, BC, John Tabor. Ben, you ready to talk a little barbershop? i got to be honest with you for a second. I'm so jacked up for this segment, I'm standing up in Orange Beach, Alabama, at 6.32 p.m. on a Tuesday night, just amped to I, hear Beck Haynes go Hey, Mrs. BTB says you're pretty sunburned. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. BTB says it's been a little cloudy. I'm thankful he's not sunburned. Ben, That's the bottom line. You're overhyping this segment. We've already touched on a lot of what I had beef No, about. I know, I know, I know. We'll, I know, we'll get I know. into it, though. You know, this is, you know, I'm a, you know, people just assume I'm a genius because I'm on the radio on Tuesday nights. So they are, they go to texting are. me, they go to calling me, they're stopping me at lunch, they're talking to me about all the things. Ben, there's not, Skip's losing some fans. I'll tell you that. Now, are they are they reasonable fans? Right, no, they're, they're not. No, they're not reasonable. They're not reasonable. Let no, me finish. They're no, not reasonable. Add, no, let, okay. He's losing a few, but like I said, not reasonable. Anyways, you got something you want to say? 
No, I, I gotta ask you, like, what, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what are your thoughts on the fan that says it's the coach's job to get me to the stadium? I disagree with that vehemently, and I'll tell you why. Listen, well, you ask me, or you're going to tell me? I mean, you just ask me what I thought, then you're going to tell me what you think. Go ahead, let it rip. Yeah, okay. Tell me. That's a tough question, BC. I feel like as a head coach, you got a lot of things to worry about. Uh, A good product on the field may be one of them, but I think that's about the extent of where your responsibility to get butts in the seats ends. So what percentage does that add up to for you? 50. Okay. Okay, I'm completely fine with that. Okay. But why on earth do you, like we talked about last week, you got a text two plays into the game that says, oh boy, it's going to be a long season. long season. Yeah. No, that's what, so... I get it. That's what you deal with as a, I, an athletic director, no, no. a head coach, whatever. I get it. You're dealing with people like that. And we say it all, We say it every show, Ben. Fan stands for fanatic. I get it. I really do. Trust me. I used I to be that way. I'm matured. I'm a little I'm a little slightly above oh, average. I, I, starting to mature at yeah. age 30. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting there. Like 29, like but it. thanks for that. Just a little bit. Uh, Tave has even given me a that. little bit of props. A little bit of props. Here's little, the deal. A little dirty 30 birthday coming up for you here oh, in a few days. Oh, yeah. Correct? Yeah, big November dirty 30 birthday. You're right about that. Oh, yeah. Get lit for November dirty 30. Here we go. Here we go. Where uh, are we going? Go to the UAB game. Here we go. Nope. Actually going to be on a little hunting trip. Going to miss that game that weekend. Oh. We'll talk about it later. Shock. Shock. <laughs> oh, come right, on. Come on, it's a dirty third. I can't even get a week off of my dirty thirty tapes. No, you're fine. You're fine. All right, keep going. Okay. Keep going. Keep Anyways, my, my, I, I, I do. I, I see what people are saying when they're frustrated with Skip. It certainly does feel like Skip plays up and down to his competition. I don't know how okay, much that happens for this. other coaches. I don't know. But let me we, ask you this. Go ahead. How how much of Skip's responsibility? Let me say this. It's obviously Skip's responsibility. But how much of that is just 18 to 22-year-old kids being 18 to 22 Well, I would kids? say there's some people out there that get 18 to 20-year-old kids ready a lot better than that. I mean, that's part, it's part of the responsibility. Now, is he at the top end tier for, for his level of coaching? Maybe so, Ben. And and every fan's going to always be like, well, Saban gets them ready. Well, yeah, Saban also has like 104 five-star recruits. I get it, okay? They're a little different. But... The people are frustrated, BC. They 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 they're frustrated with play calling. They're frustrated with playing, losing close games or playing down to teams that they think we should win. Now, I I do think there's a little bit of room to dismiss the FCS conversation because I do think Southeastern is that good of a football team. They were, but they were talented. There's, I mean, you you in the stands with me? There's groaning and oh my god, here we go again, blah 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 blah. But my question is, like, my question is this, like. Like, what's the response? Like, if you, like, golly, I I went off about this last week, and I'm going to try to stay more cordial in this moment. But, like, like, what's the response? Like, if it's second and ten from the southeastern 40-yard line, and Austin Kendall rolls out with a minute 32 to go out of a timeout, and he throws the ball out of bounds instead of sliding to keep the clock running, like, as a fan, if you're yelling at Skip Post, do you really honestly think he told Austin Kendall to not slide before the play? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, where do you draw the line as far as it's all on the coach, nothing's on the players, 
Is it 50-50? And listen, I don't think we have these answers. I'm just saying my response is, at some point, like, is it basically just boiled down to that we're nine years into this thing and it's time to start over? No. This is what it is to me. This is what it is to me. Most people that are fans of a football team are fans of one football team. So they, this is their sample size, right? And they've got enough ammo on Skip because that. he's been here nine years. You know, like most that. people don't 100%. get that. So they're just, they got a lot of history. They have a lot of things come up. They're like, oh, I remember when this happened seven years ago. It's like, yeah, well, he's been here freaking nine years, you know? Now, yeah. I do I think there's a, there's a level of intelligent, football intelligence with, with, with your average fan that's low. So when that fake punt happens, Everybody is looking at that like, wow, Skip, you didn't see that? Like, you doofus? I also think that's – no, I agree with that, though. I agree with a play like that. Right. Like, but, like that mistake can't be made that Right. And, and you can you can give the responsibility to Skip to say, hey, you got to have your guys ready for that play to know how to execute that play. But at the same time, there are people that are acting like Skip just flat out didn't know that was going to be a, a, a fake. And so, like you said, where's the line here? Some of it is player execution, but there is some responsibility for the coach to have the yeah, players ready to execute – but I'll tell you this. I don't want to be a head coach, ever. I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to have to explain to a bunch of you-know-whos about every but decision that I this. do. I'll tell you this. If I was a head coach, I'll tell you one thing that I'm not having, and that is a uh, Twitter with a little bird. Because, <laughs> listen, we tweet from Bleed Tech Blue following the game, final score, Louisiana Tech 45, Southeastern 42, and I get nine responses, and it's like, going to be a long year, blah, blah, blah. Defense is terrible. Why can't they make an adjustment, blah, blah, blah. You, you know what I'm saying? And, like, to me, like, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, but at the same time, like, do I think – and, listen, this might, this, might be, this might be me saying that David Blackwell is incapable of a defensive coordinator, and that's not what I'm meaning. But my point is – do you really think he did not try to make an adjustment? You know what I'm saying? At what point do you look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, we threw everything we could throw at him, and Cole Kelly just beat us. Yeah. He was just flat out that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like, and you make a good point about fan being short for fanatic. A lot of times the fanatic, and you said the small sample size with one team that you follow, it's very difficult to look across that field and say, man, Will Rogers was really good at Mississippi State in that fourth quarter. Or, man, Cole Kelly was really good for yeah. 59 throws. Like, that's very difficult to give credit to an opponent when you think your school is the best school. 100%. Now, you touched on defense. I want to ask you this. We talked about there being a lack of adjustments. Like you said, I doubt, I doubt Blackwell was just up there being like, well, maybe this time it'll work. So tell me what you would have, assuming that, they just couldn't get it figured out. Like, you, you saw all the plays. You watched the game. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff in the flats, a lot of short yardage, quick throws. I mean, what yep. can you give a football knowledge of, like, how you combat that? Do you know the answer to that in a perfect Listen, world? I think, I think in, a, in a perfect world, it's pretty simple. You line up across the board, you play a single high safety, and you, play, you man up on the three or four receivers, and you say, beat me down the field, I dare you. But... At the same time, so why didn't that work? Did well, we did we do know. that or did we? I, I mean, don't. No, I don't. I don't think we did. But I don't necessarily disagree with that. You know, with that stance, if you're David Blackwell, and here's why: you're in a game. You know, your offense can score a bunch of points. You know 
that you're not playing that well on defense. You know that B.J. Williamson has two interceptions in the first half. It's like, hey, what if we can get a little bit of pressure with four guys up front and force them into another mistake, and maybe it wins the football game, and it's not in the prettiest of fashion, but we also aren't playing well, so it's not going to be dominant anyway. You know what I'm saying? And listen, I think Cole Kelly and Deshaun Hall said this today in the press conference. He said, listen, he was getting rid of the ball so quickly, he was taking the defensive line out of the game completely. And so you want to bang on the defensive line, oh, we didn't have sacks, we didn't get pressure, this and that and the other. He was getting rid of the ball so quickly. And I say all that to say this. It's not to say that the secondary was doing their job at a high level. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's plenty of room for improvement. I thought they really attacked Cedric Woods, the freshman corner out of Carroll, who had some experience. But you have to be better in some of those situations to execute your defense, whether it's zone or man. Because like you said in the opening segment, we're, Tech is talented enough defensively to slow a team down like Absolutely. that. But the bottom line is they did not do it on Saturday. And I think that's the frustration with the fan base. But I also think there's more at play versus going, all right, guys, we're manning up four guys against four guys across the board. The other seven guys on the defense are coming home to get to Cole Kelly. I think it's more complicated than that as well. Right. All right, let me touch on a few other things before we get to break. Uh I know it's the first game of the season, Ben. A September game at about 85 degrees. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? It was beautiful. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And I'm, in a, I'm not stupid, so I know that the first game of the year is probably going to be your best attended from a student fan base because everybody's like, oh, we're freshmen. We're so excited. Uh, pretty good student turnout, would you say? Oh, students were phenomenal. So Listen, shout out to you guys. Take- yeah. If you're a Louisiana Tech student listening tonight, Sports Talk 97.7. Thank you. Yeah. I've been looking for it for years. Not only did you show up to the game, you didn't leave the game yeah. until it was over. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. So Reminds big... me of myself back in my college. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, other thing, I did hear some rumblings about the tailgating experience. For those of you that don't know, a lot of the banks in town and other businesses. They're a little tricky. Yeah, a little they, tricky. Uh, their lobbies are closed right now, so it's pretty tough to open your lo- or close your lobbies but then have a giant tailgate for COVID reasons. So I understand it. Hate to see it, but I did hear a lot of people being like, oh, man, nobody cares about tech football. No one's tailgating. Well, a little difficult. Uh, just be glad we can get in the stadium. Thankful for that. Uh, Doesn't that show you the importance of sponsors? Oh though? my gosh! Like, like you wouldn't. You know what believe. I'm saying? Oh, like, it's unbelievable. Like I think sometimes that gets overlooked. And listen, we're we're sponsored by a number of different businesses here on Bleach Tech Blue Radio each and every week, and we certainly thank you for that. But I, I think that goes a long way in showing you what puts together a game day atmosphere. And that's not to say that you can't have a great game day atmosphere without. Fan or without sponsorships and without different things from a tailgating perspective, but it does show you that important. No doubt. And before, last thing before we take a break, Ben, two games in, we have we talk about our running back room. We got four guys that can tote the rock. Okay, love them. Tell love me them. what you're thinking so far. Who do you like? Who do you think's getting the first snaps? I mean, like you said on Saturday, it's uh, pretty clear what we're doing here. Uh, one, two, three, and four. They're all getting the ball. Yep. So tell me what you think after two games. I think it's pretty clear right now, like you said, Marcus Williams will lead back. I think he's got 31 carries through two games, and I think as long as he stays healthy, uh, he's going to continue to be that number one running back. Now behind him, and I think we saw 
possibly Keon Henry Brooks go out with a concussion on Saturday night. But I think behind him, when you look at Greg Gardner, Harlan Dixon, or Keon Henry Brooks, I think I'll be honest with you. I think it could be any of the three uh, as far as pushing for that too. You know, Greg Gardner had three touchdowns on Saturday. Uh, had the big 33-yard touchdown catch where he got absolutely rocked. I think Harlan Dixon had 57 yards on seven carries. We know how highly touted Henry Brooks was. So it'll be interesting to see that rotation. I think it's something that, you know, we could probably talk about throughout the year as far as what the rotation would be, but we'll never figure it out until game day on Saturday, uh, which is going to be behind Marcus Williams because behind him – I think they'll play the hot hand, whether it is Dixon or Garner or Henry Brooks going forward. But, like you said, uh, you can't ever complain about death, depth, and there's no doubt that Louisiana Tech has that at the running back position. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. SMU, Sonny Dykes, he's coming. Is he coming home back? Oh, he's coming home. I believe we can say that. Hey, Louisiana Tech was his first head coaching job. There's no denying that. So, Sonny Dice bringing his SMU squad 2-0 to Ruston, Louisiana, Saturday night. We'll break down the Mustang. Coming up next, you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio's Sports Talk at 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Hey, DQ fans, the chocolate and peanut butter in your favorite Reese's candies take it to a whole new level in one extremely tasty treat. The Reese's Extreme Blizzard is back, and it's packing in all the flavor. With Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Reese's Pieces, chocolatey topping, and extra peanut butter, all mixed with our world-famous soft serve, each spoonful's chock full of chocolatey peanut butter deliciousness. So Reese's lovers, take your taste buds to a whole new level and grab the Reese's Extreme Blizzard treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good it's time to move the chains what are we prepared to do to win are you willing to strain a little harder you're willing to work a little harder focus a little harder head coach skip holtz and the dog brotherhood are ready to grind their way to the top of conference usa feel the results all season long right here Catch all the action of the 2021 Louisiana Tech football season live on big z country 107.5 fm You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck Haynes, BC, John Tabor. BC, got a little text on the old text line from Anonymous. I don't know who it is, Uh, but I love what he said. Much like LSU in the past, the players have been confined to fit the system at Tech, in my opinion. We were the same team basically Saturday that we were two, three, or five years ago. They look the same. They run the same plays. They respond to critical moments the same. I would like to see some variation due to increased talent and depth. Uh, Bingo. Bingo. Um, I, I think that's a fair point. I, I do think that. It, I mean, last year was kind know, of an anomaly. It, it, well, I think last year was an anomaly. I think we'll throw that out. But I think too that uh, there's always that discussion. You know, how, how is your pro, is your program becoming stagnant? And I think that's always going to be the debate amongst fans. And I think that. Um, but I would, I would know, say I, I would know, say every I, few I, years, two or three years, Tech gives you a really good team that you feel like, man, we really. We should win, and that you know, a couple of years also, ago that was Jamar, you know, uh, yeah. The year I, that, but I also, real quick, I also thought that you talk about you know that was the tech team that we've seen for years. I thought since ignoring twenty twenty, I thought from twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, Louisiana Tech hung its hat on its defense more than it did its offense. Yeah, I mean. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I we, think it's an interesting debate. Yeah, we flip flopped from being the number one offense to the top defense to having the last defense. To, yeah. you know, I mean, it's you know, got Colby King. I, I understand the point, though. Yeah, I mean, I think part of that is just I think a lot of teams could probably fit into that category. Now that you say that, I mean, you only got so many teams winning championships, and then so many teams going one and ten. You know, so at some point you're going to be yeah. there in the middle, and you know, it is what and it is. I, Not a bad point. Think like, and I also think like if. If you really want to break down it and you want to talk about, like, play calls and this and that and the other, like, I can assure you that, like, if you went and saw Louisiana Tech's play call sheet, it'd probably consist of 160 plays on offense. But if you went and asked Austin Kendall, how many of these 160 plays are you comfortable with? He might say, well, I'm not comfortable, but with 60 of them or, or you know, whatever it might be. And I'm just making up a number. But I think that goes into some of your play calls as well as far as what your players do well. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting debate. But getting into SMU, obviously Mustang uh, 2-0 and here in the early going. Big win over Abilene Christian. Took care of North, North Texas this past Saturday, 35-12. to uh, We're all familiar. Sonny Dice bringing, uh, I guess this is his third head coaching job after he left Louisiana Tech, goes to Cal. Uh, doesn't have a whole lot of success at Cal. Ends up back at SMU, has done a really, really good job with the SMU program. Uh, listen, whether you like Sonny Dykes or not, pretty cool to have him coming back. Uh, like you've mentioned numerous times throughout the show, Beck, uh, that 2012 team will be remembered for a long time for what they were able to do on the offensive side of the yeah, ball. I don't think I realized that Tech was Sonny's first coaching job. I'm sure I'd heard it in the past, but... Uh, Tell me about Cal. That's I feel like that's a tough coaching job because you're not the best team in California. Big freaking state, big school. Uh, do you think that's a tough place to go as a coach? I think, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Obviously, Jared Goff was his quarterback, went on to be the number one overall draft pick. But I think the biggest thing for Dykes was it was a tough cultural fit. I just don't know if a man, a kid, you know, whatever you want to call him, a coach from West Texas fits into 
what Cal is, and I'm not getting into the political side of it, but That's it's different out it. there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's different out there. And I, like you said, I think academics play into it as well, the quality of kid that you're able to recruit. And for whatever reason, they went to a couple of bowl games, but it ultimately didn't work out. And, and listen, now that he's back at SMU, we've seen the job that he does has done. Real quick, we got to touch on this. That 2017 bowl game. Oh, Greg, I knew you were going to say that. You've been saying hey, it all listen. week, and we beat him before. Uh, he freaking got a sweatshirt as he walked into the stadium for that game. He had been there about four and a half minutes, but, hey, you're not letting him off the hook. In your eyes, we whooped We whooped him. Whooped him good. I'll never I'll never understand why he agreed to coach that yeah, game. Well, no, I'll I don't get no, 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 no. it. You, you and me both know he was not coaching. I never agree why, understood why he agreed to be on the sideline to appear That's that he I was mean. involved. Why go stand on the sideline? Yeah, well, why, why? even do that? I mean, no point. I tell you what, I love the look on his face because that's pretty overwhelming. Do you, do you think that brings a little oh, extra for him do I think to that. this game? I don't know if he it did. Do. Well, I don't. I doubt it does to him because I'm pretty sure he was like, "Dang, you know, like I, I, that was yeah. me." No, not to him. But I think it brought a little extra for Tech at that game to, to oh, be playing in front time. of old old Sonny Dykes. I sure do. At that time, I do too. And no, that I was a fun trip. We we rode over there, and got back at like what four in the morning or something like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, trip. pretty tight. Pretty, pretty tight. tight. Yeah. And he got a bowl right. win, which I know you'll love a bowl dub. Hey, Who doesn't? Becky, if you if you think for a second that Sonny hasn't been stewing on this game, you're out of your you mind. Think you think he's been stewing okay. on the fact that he in the bowl game. Absolutely. I don't think it's any different than him just wanting to beat Tech because he's the coach here. It's not that the Tech beat him in the bowl game. He got embarrassed. He, he made a but bad. You think, you think he takes any responsibility for that? I don't know if it's a matter of responsibility as much as – he made the decision to coach that game, and he got drug in the mud for it. I guarantee he hadn't forgotten. I guess I just don't think he had anything to do with the game. Maybe that's why I feel that way. Yeah. No, I'm kind of with Tate. It's, it's not that he had anything to do with oh, it. You're, you're right, Ben. You coach, you've coached more games than me. You know. You're probably right. You're probably right. Oh, going to drop the old coach off. But how about this storyline? Austin Kendall at quarterback for Louisiana Tech. Tanner Mordecai at quarterback for SMU. Both played on the same Oklahoma team back in 2018. Wow. How about that? How about them apples? Wow. A little friendly How about rivalry. Them apples. Oh, Mordecai's off to a strong start, completing 71% of his throws, 629 yards, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions through two games. Uh, Skip talked a lot today. Uh, his ability, I guess, really similar to Austin Kendall to move around within the pocket, without of the pocket, to pick up some of those third, first downs on third down has been a real key for SMU. I, I Listen, I didn't know if he would necessarily be the starter. I know Preston Stone was signed out of the Dallas area, four-star kid of lose the highest-rated recruit in SMU history. But Mordecai's done a really good job for this offense. They've surrounded him with a ton of weapons. Ulysses Bentley, how about that name? Actually, Ulysses Bentley the fourth. How about that name for college football? 141 yards on 10 carries last week against North Texas. Reggie Roberson uh, is a receiver. He's got eight catches, 101 yards uh, throughout the first two games, but he's an all-AAC type guy. And then Grant Calcaterra, 6'5", transfer tight end from Oklahoma, five catches, three touchdowns, averaging 18 yards a catch. It'll be a tough offense to slow down Saturday night. Yeah, what do you so give me like your uh I mean they're fast, high powered, is that right? Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I mean it's pretty similar to what Louisiana Tech does. I mean, 
or what Dice did in Louisiana Tech. They want to run the football, and off that run, listen, they're in no underneath stuff. They want to throw the ball vertically down the football field. Big right, so- plays. Think Skip said today that they got nine touchdowns of over twenty yards through two games. Yeah, that'll be good. Nice and fun. Uh, what about the defense? Tell me about the defense. Uh, Jim Levitt brought in to coordinate the defense. Longtime defensive coordinator, obviously former head coach at South Florida. Uh, they're going to play a three-four style of defense. They're going to uh, really—they're not overly talented, but they believe they're overly talented, and the players are believing that they're overly talented. Not just the staff, and they're playing good football. I think they're uh, allowed nine points to Abilene Christian. I think they allowed. Oh, the fighting Luke seconds. Anthony's. Yeah, the fighting Luke Anthony's only got nine on the board in a fifty-six to nine loss. But listen, it's an attacking defense. They force you to make plays. They're going to be physical with you. They're going to leave their corners on some islands. So there's going to be some chances for this Tech defense to make some plays or Tech defense, excuse me, Tech offense to make some plays. And I think it's going to be a fun one. I know SMU's favored by thirteen and a half, but. Here's what I got to say, Ben. Throw out the line. Throw out the over-under. Throw out the records. We got Dalton Mustangs. We got Sonny Dykes coming back to town. I think there's going to be a little bit extra on the line. Yeah, I was the whole time you were talking, I'm thinking, man, the over sounds delicious. But you've told me to throw it out. And I listened to you, BC. I listened to you. Uh, let's there go ahead no and doubt. get to a, a break. We got Colby Cam joining us at 7 o'clock after the break. Both pretty excited for that, uh, BC. Looking forward to uh, talking to Kobe and learning a little bit more about SMU. Yep, Kobe Cam coming up right after this. Sports Talk at 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national, dot bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive family of Ruston. You'll find eight of the leading brands. Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, GMC. On the South Service Road, exit 86. Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. On the North Service Road, exit 86. Both sides of I-20. Two pre-owned lots. Qualified service department you can rely on. Shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com. The Courtesy Automotive family in Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Fun, excitement, lifelong friendships. Six words that describe what is possible for you through 4-H. Lingen Parish 4-H is a great opportunity for youth and adults alike to develop themselves in citizenship, leadership, and knowledge. So join today and begin making the best better. For more information about 4-H, call 318-251-5134. That's 318-251-5134. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7.
Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck Haynes, BC, John Tabor. And we are joined by Louisiana Tech legend, uh, quarterback of the Bulldogs back in the day, but not too far back. We got Colby Cam on the line. Colby, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, doing great. Can't complain. Colby Cam, let, let's jump right into things, obviously. Um, we'll start with your career at Louisiana Tech before we get into you guys at SMU. Uh, so you, you came to Louisiana Tech, obviously, from California, recruited by Derek Newley. Uh, before that coaching staff moved on, transitioned to, to Sonny Dice. Just talk a little bit about how much Sonny Dice has not only meant to you as a player, but now that you've got into coaching as well. Yeah, I think the, the awesome thing about um, playing for a coach and then working for like for him is he's the same person. And I think that's what you always want as a player. You don't know how coaches really are um, life after ball. And so um, playing for him with his kind of casual demeanor carried over working for him now, which uh, has been great. And um, I just appreciate all he's done for me. And I know, you know, go back to 2011, and I'm sure you remember uh, a couple of months ago that Tony Franklin podcast we all had the opportunity to listen to. And, you know, we talked so much about that 2012 Louisiana Tech team, which possessed one of the best offenses in college football history, and you were the conductor of that offensive quarterback. But in 2011, you went through a lot, and then ultimately you take over the starting job late in the year and you lead that team to a WAC championship. What will you remember most about that WAC championship team? I honestly, it's uh, I just remember more so our, our team camaraderie, and it kind of started from my freshman year. I think Thomas Graham. Um, he was a long snapper for us, obviously a, a Rustin local, but he's the one that kind of brought me in from California and, and made me feel a part of the team. And I think as he did that, I tried to do that with our other players that came in. And I think by 2011, we really uh, started to gel, have a good feel just on and off the field, which I think um, made that year so special as we really played for each other and not for ourselves. Um, and so... I think that was kind of the, the starting moment with how, you know, an older guy took a young guy in, made him feel like family, and then uh, we kind of did the rest. And you go fast forward to 2012, obviously over 50 points a game. Uh, I think we obviously remember everything that you did, but Quentin Patton, Miles White, I think Kenneth Dixon uh, was a freshman. Tevin King got off to a tremendous start. Not necessarily about that offense, but that Tony Franklin offense as a whole. When it gets to clicking on all cylinders, is that what it looks like? Yeah, it's uh, it's fun because in being in the profession as a coach now, you really appreciate how simple someone could make football. I know there's so many schemes and fronts, coverages, all these things, but at the end of the day, um, it's 11 on 11, and he made the schemes look simple. And I think that's why we were able to play so fast during those years um, is because he presented it to players in a way where we could understand it and not have to think too much. And um, I give him all the credit in the world for what he's able to do with our 
offensive line, running backs, receivers, and obviously with myself. Colby, going back to you know college, you had that incredible streak of no interceptions. I think it was 444 or something. I mean, you probably know the number. Uh, how, when that was happening, obviously you never want to throw an interception, so you're always trying not to. I get that. But was that pretty prevalent on your mind as it got further and further along? And then how, uh, is, is it kind of surreal to, to have that now? Is that something, you know, I don't think it's been broken since you've been in something you'll tell your kids about one day. I mean, is I'm just curious how you, you process that as it was happening. Yeah, it was, uh, at first, you know, you just kind of the whole game, when we played, you know, we talked over the turnover margin, and so for us, we were trying to just take care of the football, and, and then game four, game five hit, and, you know, people started talking about it a little bit, as you think about it, but then, uh, as much as I didn't want to, I did, but I think, for us, it just goes back to this, how simple we were, and uh, it made it easy for me to where I knew where to go with the ball, but um, <laughs> as we found out, it was it was uh, it was fun to keep going with that streak. I, it got a little competitive because defensive coordinators were calling us out, saying they're going to get the first pick <laughs> in this game, that game, and so um, it got even a little more competitive as we went. But uh, I can tell, like most quarterbacks know this, once you throw one interception, they they come in bunches. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, it it was a fun time, though. It was it was a cool streak. Uh, obviously when you see guys like Trevor Lawrence almost had it um, and so I think Fields almost had it Justin Fields almost had it so it's cool to see guys that are in kind of that limelight um, to be able to compete with them it's, it's, it's an awesome opportunity or it's an awesome feeling to be a part of that category and following your collegiate career obviously uh, a little bit unorthodox but you went to play professionally in Japan I know you guys had a lot of success or you had a lot of success over there. Um, how cool was that, not only to have the opportunity to play football, uh, but to get to experience that and kind of engrave yourself into that Japanese culture? Yeah, Japan um, is an amazing place, amazing people, culture. Um, and I was just, at some point in your life, you start to realize that football is such a business, right? Because once you go to high school, you want to get to college. Once you go to college, obviously you go to the NFL, and from there it's, you're you're trying to make it a career. You're trying to pay the bills. And so going over to Tokyo really um, brought me back to why I really played the game. And uh, just grateful for, you know, those people that play so hard out there, and it's not for all the limelight that you see in the States. The States has the greatest football in the world, obviously, but to see people do it for the true love of the game, it brought me back down to reality of why I really uh, played. And so, you know, you spent four years in Japan. You joined the SMU staff uh, prior to the 2018 season. At what point did you realize that that's what you wanted to get into from a from a profession standpoint to be a coach? Yeah, I think uh, me just going through everything I've been through in the, in the college world, um, from being a starter to being a walk-on or uh, being a retro freshman to battling in QB competitions. Um, I think my advice um, from that standpoint is is beneficial for these kids. But then I think obviously the knowledge of the game and how I can make it simple for these kids to to play fast and, and to make it to the next level, I think they can uh, relate to that.
And so um, I think the goal of wanting these kids to make it to the next level obviously is what they're trying to do, but at the same time um, having them find the, the true love of the game and why they're doing it. Uh, and hope, hopefully I can do that for them. Piggyback off that question, Colby, uh, do you uh... – Without giving away too much, do you think about what you want to do? You want to keep going with the coaching? Would you like to be a head coach one day? Is that not on your uh, your radar? Uh, just curious where where you're at with all that. Yeah, uh, right now, just taking it day by day. Obviously, being a position coach would be um, good at some point, just to have a room. But you know, I'm just grateful for the, the opportunity I have to be here, and, and grateful to be um, in such a competitive profession to even have a job. Um, and so, I just trying to work day by day at some point you know i might go go that route but as of right now just really trying to work on my craft to to get better and and have a chance to one day have my own room and and keep going from there and and looking at this smu team coming to louisiana tech on saturday uh you guys off to a 2-0 start with two uh really impressive victories over abilene christian and north texas i guess the first thing i want to ask you New quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, transfer from Oklahoma. Uh, talk about the job that he's done leading that SMU offense through the first two weeks of the year. Yeah, Tanner's done a great job for us. He's uh, He brings in a, a certain leadership that you need in quarterback, and uh, he's been able to bring that within you know the eight months-ish that he's been here. Um, and so we're grateful for that. He's physically capable of doing everything that you ask of him. And so um, he's he's just been, I think, more so a great leader for us rather than a, he's obviously a good player, but more so from a leadership standpoint, that's where he's he's really helped us. And you look at the rest of that offense, I think Coach Holtz mentioned today that uh, four or five starters back on the offensive line, obviously Ulysses Bentley uh, really special at the running back position. Trey Siggers added in the offseason from North Texas. Uh, I think we could talk all day about Danny Gray or Rasheed Rice, Reggie Robinson, Cal Contreras, some of those guys. Uh, the, the weapons on this offense, is that what makes you guys so difficult to defend? Yeah, I think we're just very versatile with uh, who we can get the ball to. And um, obviously Coach Coach Crew, who played at La Tech, and, uh, and I think – that's what is just so hard where you try to shut down one guy and some colleges don't have other options. So for us, I feel like we're uh, pretty versatile on everything and it makes it a lot more fun for a coach to, to game plan with. <laughs> Colby, uh, I'm going to ask – I asked Ross Jenkins this last week when we had him on. I think I know the answer, so if you give me the other one, I'm going to think you're lying. But, I mean, obviously text your first love, you know. Uh, is it – I know you're excited to come back, but – do your guys obviously know you and Grew played here? Is there a little extra, a little extra fire? Uh, is there a little extra fire within you? You know, especially, you know, last time Tech and SMU played it, we went in Tech's way. So, I mean, is there a little fire? Will you admit that? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm just really excited to play Law Tech because I know these guys have a blue collar chip on their shoulder. That's right. <laughs> and since I was playing. I know these guys maybe got snubbed from going to a bigger school. or um, And so what I appreciate about this game is competition, and I know Law Tech will, will bring that to us. And I think that's what I'm so excited about um, 
going back to the jail on Saturday. Yeah, we talked a lot earlier in the show uh, about coaching lip service, and I think we got a little bit of it right there. But I'm going to let it slide, Colby. I think there's probably <laughs> some fire, but we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Hey, Colby, i got to ask you, last question before we let you get out of here. Jim Levitt hired in the offseason. We all know Jim Levitt. He's been all over the country. Great defensive mind. From an attitude standpoint, how has he changed this defensive unit for you guys after some struggles the last couple of years? Yeah, Jim is just a guy that loves football, lives and breathes football. And so if you show him a certain scheme, he knows an answer for it. And so for him, it's been great for our younger coaches to watch a guy that's been in the profession for so long um, to see his study habits, his practice schedule, his kind of regimen of how he goes about things. He's just, he's brought an edge to us. He's pretty, he's very blue collar in his approach, but he's so consistent every single day with it. And I think that's what, uh, he's brought to our defense is, you know, some guy can come in and yell at you for one day or be kind of gritty. But if he's not that every day, your players don't really believe in it. And he has been consistent in that guy every day, which, uh, I think is kind of, rubbed off on our defense. All right, last last thing, I'm going to put you on the spot. So as reading Louisiana State's game notes, they had a receiver throw a touchdown last week. Prior to that, Dirty David Grew was the last receiver to throw a touchdown back in 2012. Do you remember the game? Because I don't. 2012 touchdown. I knew he threw. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. Man, oh man, I am not. I, I can't think of it. It wasn't a play that y'all had in practice that you ran a bunch. Just... No, because it, it was all special teams, I think, related, and I was nowhere near special teams <laughs> at practice. <laughs> I love it. I love to be it. honest. <laughs> all right, Colby Campbell. Great stuff tonight, man. We appreciate you coming on and. uh Looking forward to having not only you back, but David Grew, Sonny Dice, and some of those guys as well. And uh, wish you guys the best of luck Saturday afternoon. Awesome. I appreciate you all, man. Look forward to getting back to Ruston. And, yeah, I just appreciate you all for getting hold of me. Thanks, Colby. We'll talk soon. Colby, Colby, right. Cam, joining us on the fair- Colby Cameron joining us on the Fairway Car Hotline and Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Let's go ahead, Beck. Let's take our final time out. When we come back, we'll put a bow on it. We're not wrapping it up. We're putting a bow on it. SMU, Louisiana Tech, Saturday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. kickoff on CBS Sports Network. Be right back after this. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. 
Visit WalpoleTire.com. And now your North Louisiana weather. For tonight, more showers and thunderstorms are in the forecast before 7 p.m. Cloudy skies throughout the night. Lows will be 68. Wednesday, another shot of some showers and thunderstorms are going to be in the area. We're going to have our highs at about 80 degrees with our overnight lows looking to be in the 70s with another shot of some showers and thunderstorms throughout the night. Thursday, we're going to have about 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny skies though throughout the day. Highs will be 84 with our overnight lows 68. I'm Tori Hart on Sports Talk 97.7. When you need more power, make the call to hot to cold. The team at Hot to Coal is one of Ruston's premier electrical companies. Hot to Coal can handle projects as big as whole house rewiring or as small as electrical outlet relocation or LED lighting conversions. You'll be shocked at how quick the team at Hot to Coal can get your project finished. Give them a call at 224-7003 or visit them online at hottocoal.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, the final segment. Beck Haynes, BC, John Tabor. Ben, we like to say we put a bow on it. What? What could you possibly want to talk about in this last segment of the night? Hey, I'll tell you one thing. I love talking to Colby Cam. Oh, man, I wish he'd come back and play a little more quarterback every hey, now and then. You you know he's on the phone right now with Dirty Dave trying to figure out. Yeah, who was that? that? Dave, what did you throw Dave. that? Dude, if it was special teams, it could have been anybody. Yeah, it had to have been. I think Gru was the holder. Maybe we threw a fake field goal touchdown. Uh, what, I don't know. What was that? Was it R.P. Stewart? Maybe it was him. Oh, you got to love R.P. Stewart. Don't know why we went to the two-point conversion oh, against uh, Texas A&M with him. But uh, anyway, let me uh, let me uh, go through the Conference USA schedule. Oh, my favorite week. part of the show. Go ahead. Knock us yeah, out. Your favorite part of the show. Do it quick. 5 p.m. Kickoff, kickoff in Norfolk. Actually, excuse me, in Lynchburg, Virginia, as Old Dominion travels to Liberty. Fordham will play a snoozer against Florida Atlantic. East Carolina will travel to Marshall. Uh, Marshall need that dub for CUSA. Middle Tennessee will open conference play at UTSA. Uh, I thought it's funny. Jeff Trailer, head coach of UTSA, said that uh, Middle Tennessee was the best team they played all the year. Uh, kind of took a backhanded jab at Illinois. Uh, got some news for you, Jeff Trailer. Uh, Illinois sucks. Not really a backhanded jab. Uh, Charlotte will travel to Georgia State. Uh, Beck, got to ask you, do you know where Georgia State plays its home football games? High school field? Uh, no, Turner Field, the old Braves Stadium. Oh, How about that? Uh, Troy will travel to Hattiesburg and uh, absolutely wipe the floor with Southern Miss. <laughs> uh, Florida International, yeah, better take the old paycheck and get out of Lubbock as they travel to Texas Tech. Uh, UAB will come in to Denton and uh, really punch North Texas in the mouth. And finally, Rice at Texas 
back? Did you see how bad Texas got beat the other night? By right. I just, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to Texas was a Sam Ellinger saying, we're back, because you can't, yeah, every time everything. they lose, I mean, every time they lose, that gif is just all over the internet. Uh, yeah, there's tough, no deal. Tough going in, uh, in old Texas, but I tell you what, Arkansas's kind of had an impressive start. Yeah, Arkansas is also a nice start, but yeah, Texas will curb stomp right. Hey, Taves, got to let you know something real quick. 0-1 in fantasy. Oh, beast. No, you or Becker no. both? No. Becks want to know. Yeah, I I took it to Sutton. It was the worst beating in the league this week. Well, I went one. I lost my, I lost my four points. Oh, I went one and two, so I can't really. Yeah. Can't break. Uh, I think we're yeah. in this we're in this season where Ben's not great at fantasy if you remember him and his brother were in the loser bowl last year but important thing is uh i'm one and oh and that's all that matters so yeah that's all that's all we care about is the three times shiva uh this is my first year not being commished i'm able to you know put a lot more energy into winning yeah 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 we've heard that before Yeah. yeah So, looking forward to this year. But uh, Ben's team, a little rough. So, you're going to be hearing about the same thing every week. Yeah, Corey Davis, little 26 burger oh, week. He's a, that's but, the only but, thing but, he cares about, Tate. You're going to chase that the rest of the year. Yes. I love Corey Davis. All right, let's get into our picks for this week. Louisiana Tech and SMU. We mentioned 2.30 p.m. kickoff on CBS Sports Network. Uh, did it surprise you that Louisiana Tech's a 13-and-a-half point underdog? Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, – well, yes and no. I, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, – I was thinking I'd say 8-10. to 10. You, st- you think 8-10? to 10. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, by that. I listen, thought it would be worse. Listen, Marshall was ranked, what, last year, like 15th in the country in the Marshall? game Ruston, and I'm not, Oh. Yeah, and I think I think they were a 13-and-a-half point favorite. I don't – Hey, we're down, to, we're down to 13 now. SMU is a good football team, but SMU, if we're being, they're not about, they're not about to come into Louisiana Tech and out physical the Bulldogs. And you I don't think, think that so. We, no, we talked about prior to Week One. That's what Mississippi State does that gives Tech trouble. Tech does better against these spread tight teams that play a finesse style, uh, especially on the defensive side. And I, I think Tech will have some success offensively. Over under set at sixty five and a half. Uh, obviously, we expect a major shootout uh, Saturday afternoon. I was looking at the weather earlier, Beck. I think we're supposed to get some rain on Friday night, maybe Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, highs in the mid-80s. Could you draw it up any better in Ruston, Louisiana, for a 2.30 p.m. kickoff? No, and especially in not in September. September. So if you're going to – I mean, you got to get out and go. This is no grambling game in 2019 where it was just unsafe – Okay, this yep. is good weather. A really good football team coming to Ruston. A midday game. Your kids can skip the nap. You can stay all game. Buy them a oh, Chick Fil A sandwich. I don't know about skipping naps, bro. Oh, I'm just saying, Ben. Bro. So you you're you're thinking it's going to be a closer game than maybe I'm thinking. No, oh, this is going to be fun, bro. Hey, this one. Uh, I'm feeling a classic. A classic. I want a classic, baby. If we get another nail biter, then I'm gonna. That's a lot of stress oh, in the first three games oh, of the yeah. season. I, I might die. I might die, literally, if I, my heart starts beating out of my chest again. But I feel like we're gonna get another classic. All right, well, Ta- let, let, let's jump right into our picks. Oh. I'm gonna put Taves, Taves on the spot. Taves, make your pick. Louisiana Tech SMU. 
51-48. Oh. Baby Barnes at the buzzer. No, Tate. How about You dirty How about dog. How about You dirty dog. Oh, Tate, I love you. Beck, what you got? Oh, man. I don't want to be that guy. I think Tech drops this one. I'm going to go 55-42. Yeah, we won't talk anymore this week. Fifty nine forty two, I guess that's a cover, huh? Or a push. Uh, that's a push. I didn't even realize push that. That's just, over. I wasn't even considering the line. I just that's just what I feel. You can knock it up to forty five right quick. Well, yeah, fifty five forty five. Fine. Okay. Okay. Covering. All right, I'm gonna say uh I listen, I don't know why this is not my lock of the year, but I just think Tech wins this game. No. Have you ever heard and listen, Beck, you talk a lot about Coach Sweet. But today in the press conference, I don't know if you listened, but Skip Holtz came in there, and let me tell you something, you could have left all the SMU to win the national championship. Oh, big try every know. freaking week that happens. No, Rustin no, High, we could be playing week. Rustin High, and Skip's going to have you believe, and there's a good chance yeah, we lose had, the game. Hadn't been like that against Mississippi State. Hadn't been like that against Southeastern. I think he's got something up his sleeve. Uh, if he does get to 2-1 and one, uh, next week, uh, we will have 20. Oh, we need a score, BC. got to get a score out of you. Uh, getting a score. Hold on, Dave. If we do win, uh, 27 guests on the show next week eating crow. But anyway, <laughs> final score, Louisiana Tech 48, SMU 42. Levi Bell seals it with a sack on the final drive. And B.C. goes crazy. Well, How about that, boy? That's fine. I love it. I hope you're right. The only reason why I'm I'm negative on the dogs is because I'm pretty disappointed in the defense, and I'd no, rather be proven you're wrong. And you're no fun to be around. No, and that's you're the... pessimistic. In oh, my gosh. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Kobe hey. Cameron, SMU Quality. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you because you weren't going to give me a chance to call you by week BC, and you called in from the beach. Unbelievable. Man, I, give it, I give it all I got. I want to I... thank Kobe Cameron. SMU quality control analyst for joining us for Beck Haynes. For our producer, John Taves. Taves, you are the man. I'm BC. Thanks for listening. Glee Tech Blue Radio. Be back same time, same place next week. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7.